Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Show. This is the Wednesday episode. It's show 253. We've got a great guest here, great wizard. He's a bit of a naughty wizard, but there we go. But he's a, a great WordPress Harry Potter wizard, and that's John James Joby. You'd like to introduce yourself, John. Uh, hello, uh, JJJ, Triple J, J Trip. Uh, whatever, whatever anybody calls me, most people screw my name up. Uh, and so I've just been accustomed to being called whatever people want to call me. And I'm and a terrible wizard, uh, is yeah, I like our, like our pre-show. I'm, I am a Weasley for sure. Uh, when it comes to most. Yes, he's under detention in the Harry Potter training wizard school. <laughs> he's been told off by the headmaster. So there we are. Uh, um, off we go. And um, I'd like to introduce my great co-host that has to listen to this dribble on a regular basis. There you go, Kim. I'd like to introduce yourself. Absolutely. I'm Kim Schivler. I'm a business and technology instructor. And you're speechless, you're speechless I mean, aren't you? I just try to keep Jonathan in line. In line. And I'm not doing very well at it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> and I'm not under any medications this week at all. The, 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 John can be kept in line. I I'm not sure if I want to be kept in line. Right. Uh, there we go. And We're going to pull out the cat claw. Oh, oh God, she's got the cat claw, folks. <laughs> watch this on YouTube. She's got the cat claw. You gotta watch it. So when, God, when Jonathan so so uh John, when Jonathan is good, he gets the nice cat. Oh look at that. Yeah, it's looking... No, that was the bad cat. That was the bad cat. It doesn't want oh there's the nice one. I like that we're a minute into the show and John already got the bad cat already. Yeah, oh, always, yeah. Yes. Okay, let's get started on the yeah, real stuff. Yeah, I want to introduce myself, actually, Kim. Um, I am the founder of WP Tonic. We're a support maintenance company specializing only in WordPress with a leaning to helping people with learning management systems and getting them started on that great journey. Um, before we go into our great conversation with JJ, um, we need to uh, mention our kind sponsor, and that's Kinster Hosting, a specialised WordPress-only hosting provider. Um, I host the WP Tonic website with them. Um, they're a great company, small enough to really care, but big enough to have all the bells and whistles that you're looking for, not only for your own site, but also for your clients' websites. Um, I've been totally happy with the service that provided WP Tonic. I wouldn't go to, I wouldn't allow um, WP Tonic to be hosted by somebody that I didn't think were totally up to the job. And Kinster is. So if that's interesting, go to the show notes. There'll be links to Kinster. Um, they're affiliate links, but you'll be helping the show as well if Kinster is of interest to you. And just click the link and there they will get you up and running or helping up and running with your clients. I really so like that, that 
the Kingsta folks, they pushed the envelope with HHVM back in the day. Like they published a lot of articles. They like tried to get a lot of people on board with like the faster version of PHP back in the day. Um, I've, like, I've been to- thank you for that actually, JJ. But I just really honestly, I've been totally <laughs> really happy with their service. They migrated the site. They helped me backward to get everything set up. It was the best non-painful experience I've had with a migration in a long while. And, um, the, the, you know, if you need to talk to somebody senior, that you just email them and they come back to you. Um, so you can't ask more than that, can you? So, um, JJ, so uh, where to start this conversation? So, you're, you, know, um, you know, obviously you're well known for WordPress Weekly um and i think you've been doing a great job there oh, and also you. you you know as the lead in buddy press and bb press shall we start with these like uh, i don't know which one you want to start with buddy press oh. or bb press because i know you've got a real passion for those um let's start with um which one shall we start with jj oh so i mean the the, the thing with those two plugins, with BuddyPress and BBPress, is that they, uh, and the thing I like about them is that they are, like, they, they are the most user-centered type of plugins that there really is within, within WordPress. WordPress is just about your content, and those two plugins are about the users. They're about the community side of it. And so um, that's kind of what drew me into WordPress in the first place. And so those are the two pieces of software that I think are the most rewarding to give back to. And my, like when I learned PHP, it wasn't through WordPress. Uh, it was just through like trying to learn how to write stuff on the web in like the late nineties, early 2002, uh, gosh, when we would probably 2001 is when I really got into it. Uh, but that was when forums were a bigger deal than they kind of are today. So uh, that was kind of the way that my brain works and thinks. And so those are the two pieces of software that I uh, am, enjoy working on, I think, kind of the most. Um, but WordPress Weekly is relatively new for me. Uh, Jeff asked me to join early in the year. I kind of been a friend of the show and been on the show a couple of times, but it wasn't until Jeff uh, needed needed a, a co-host where I was like, okay, I'll jump in and try and be helpful. And I think that's a, that's a good fit for me because Jeff is so good. Like he's such a natural on the mic and uh, in a podcast format that uh, all that I really do is just sit back and, and try and uh, be his Ed McMahon and laugh at his terrible jokes and, uh, and, and, you know, uh, provide a little bit of the core development side uh, or developery educational type of side and the occasional opinion. But, um, but yeah, I, that's the, uh, the long and short of it is that I always, there's a little bit more freedom in BuddyPress and BBPress uh, than there has traditionally been in working on WordPress core itself. There's a little bit more opportunity to uh, level contributors up with BuddyPress and BBPress than, uh, than there used to be uh, in WordPress core. WordPress core development's changed a lot, so it's a lot better than I think it was five or 10 years ago. But, um, but they, they're, 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 I think they're more fun. We have, there's a little bit more freedom that we have to do things than uh, your average WordPress core contributor might have with you know, tw- the difference between 29% of the web and less than 1% of the web means you're able to, to, to make some decisions that maybe you couldn't 
make with WordPress core itself these days. So yeah, yeah, a little bit on a little bit more on the sidelines, <laughs> which has its benefits, doesn't it? You know, um, yes. So, what, how's these two projects going? Are, you know, um, are there any kind of major updates, uh, improvements that you want to talk about? So, there's a bunch, um, and over the probably the past, I would say maybe two years or so now uh, <laughs> since we moved, uh, there's a uh, a woman by the name of Jennifer Dodd, who works at Automatic now, who has been a BB Press contributor for a really long time. Uh, and so she uh, took on the enormous task and gave a talk at WordCamp US this year about migrating all of WordPress.org's forums over from the old wow. BB Press to the new BB Presses. So there was about 4 million posts uh, that needed to be moved and migrated and converted over. Wow, so, wow. Uh, and so BB Press too needed to be tweaked a little bit and needed some maintenance and some performance uh, tweaks and some hooks and actions and places to make some of that happen. And so uh, BB Press has taken more of my time because mm -hmm. it has been more of a need for WordPress.org itself. Mm -hmm. uh, and the, and, but, but consequently, BuddyPress also has more contributors. And so uh, oh, actually, I think what we should do is, can you just give a quick outline what the difference between yep. the two are? Because I'm just presuming people know, and I think right. that's a mistake. So BB Press, the BB stands for Bolton Board. It is uh, it, kind of the, the old school take on Bolton Board systems or forums on the web. It is exactly what you would expect for forums to be and look like. There are forums, forums have threads, and then people reply to those threads. Uh, and so in typical WordPress fashion, uh, there it's kind of like posts and comments, but it's threads and replies and topics and replies. And so uh, it is a forum. It lets people sign up, create accounts, uh, and talk back and forth to one another uh, in uh, sort of a WordPress kind of way with the WordPress flair on it. Uh, and so that's BB Press. That's really all it is. Um, Buddy Press is uh, everything else that you would expect from... Uh, a traditional sort of social type network. It is uh, robust user profiles. It is uh, an activity log of the things that are happening all throughout your WordPress site. It's private messages between users. It lets users group themselves together and those groups can have their own forums because BuddyPress and BBPress can both be active at the same time and they work with one another really seamlessly. And so, um, I've always uh, looked at them as like if you're building a community, you start off with a blog, you have some posts and you have some momentum. If people want a place to talk back and forth and comments isn't that place, then give them a forum. And now there's a place where they can talk back and forth with one another. And then once they, once your forum is huge and bustling and moving around, look at BuddyPress because now you can give a lot of control back to your users uh, for sort of a more like a Reddit kind of uh, thing where they can create their own groups. They can uh, subscribe to those groups. They can have activity streams and forums and talk back and forth. You really give control of your community over to your community with something like BuddyPress. So uh, they are, as much as they both have B's in their names and they're, they're easy to confuse with one another, they are, they're two different pieces of software that serve two different kinds of audiences. And then, uh, and they, because we use BBPress all over WordPress.org, it is the piece of software that honestly gets the most attention 
But uh, BuddyPress, as a piece of software goes, is sort of technologically more impressive and honestly is like 10 years ahead of its time when it comes to how WordPress plugins solve problems today. Um, and so not to like keep going forever, but uh, BB press uses all the, all the things that people are used to using custom post types, custom taxonomies, and all of the like WordPress built in internals for doing everything. BuddyPress has always done the opposite. BuddyPress has custom database tables, custom APIs, custom code, hooks, everything to do everything inside of WordPress, but also outside of WordPress because it is sort of a separate section of a site. So um, a lot of uh, like plugins that are really popular right now, like WooCommerce or uh, even Gravity Forms has had custom database tables for a long time, but WooCommerce, EDD, uh, most of the stuff that EDD is working on are related to PIP and stuff. Um, all the membership type plugins, the Ninja Forms folks, a lot of these plugins all use custom database tables because they need to to scale their application in a way that it works for something like 4 million posts like you end up with on WordPress.org. So, uh, BuddyPress has always worked that way and a lot of plugins architecturally are moving towards that model because they're learning what we knew 10 years ago, which is on the scale of WordPress.org or WordPress.com or on really active WooCommerce sites that have thousands of sales a second. It's not just scaling an application to make WordPress's posts table work correctly. It's scaling a very sophisticated thing horizontally and spreading the pain around so that you don't crash the 30, 300, 3000 servers that something is working on. So, uh, BuddyPress is uh, ahead of its time uh, with those kind of things because it was architected to potentially have been a thing for WordPress.com. And we do use it on WordPress.org, but we don't really draw a lot of attention to it. Mm -hmm. um, and so BuddyPress and the contributors behind it, um, I have kind of largely been absent for probably the past year or two on the BuddyPress project because everyone else has been working on all of the cooler, more modern pieces of it. And I've been working more on scaling BBPress for uh, the international forums, the Rosetta forums, WordPress.org, BuddyPress and BBPress's forums and everything else. And so uh, it is uh, nice that we have those two alternatives. They do complement each other really well. Um, and they were like two of the first uh, official like sister projects to WordPress. Whereas like now we kind of consider WPCLI that and we have the concept of core plugins where Gutenberg is kind of one of those and Shortcake and we have all these other like initiatives going on. Uh, and so BuddyPress and BBPress are uh, symbolic in a way of like the early experimentation in the WordPress community of trying new things and seeing new software and testing the waters for which direction that WordPress and the community could go. I mean, there's a lot of history there. So uh, I'm lucky and happy and fortunate to have been involved in some small way in uh, helping the community out with those. So, so you're a happy wizard. I'm a, ha I'm a happy wizard. Whether or not people are happy with my wizardry is a different uh, thing, but I'm, I'm a happy wizard. All right, before we go on to our break, actually, and then I let um, my great co-host take over, um, I just, because um, I want to um, 
to continue um, discussing these two great um, parts of WordPress. But I just want to quickly ask about, you know, um, you attended Word, WordCamp US. Um, what were your general thoughts about how it went down and your conversations in general with people and their feelings about how WordPress is going in general? Uh, so it's a very broad question that I will try not to go on for 20 minutes about, but... Uh, the <laughs> Please don't, because we haven't got to what you do. <laughs> <laughs> the people that I spent most of the time of my time talking to, uh, I went to two sessions th throughout all of WordCamp US. I spent the rest of the time in the hallway, hanging out and having conversations like like this with, with the other wizards, with all of the other with the eighteen hundred or whatever how other wizards that were there. I went to Jennifer Dodd's talk, which I mentioned earlier, and I went to the State of the Word. Uh, otherwise, I accidentally did not make it to like any other talks at WordCamp US. Um, but depending on who you talk to, either people are super excited about what's happening and 29% of the web and all that is all good news. Uh, and then uh, sort, of, sort of polarizing, there are a group of people that are worried about the Gutenberging uh, of what the future of WordPress is going to be with blocks and all those things. And so um, I don't want to say that the future of WordPress is uh, uncertain because that's not the right word, but I think mm -hmm. people, people feel uncertainty and I personally don't think that people should feel that way. All right. That any sense? Uh, um, I just want to quickly ask you about that because I, I think, I think you're spot on there actually in a way. Um, it was a fantastic observation. I, I, I think there's two parts to this, and we had a quick, um, I said the same thing on Friday, is that um, there's some criticisation, which I do think has some, some level of legitimacy about it, about how the project um, was scoped out, um, how it was initially the management of it, and the communication of what its real outcomes and significance was going to be. Mm -hmm. And there's been some considerable, and also about um, the data that you utilize mm -hmm. um, for a project of that size. There's also the, um, the discussion that it, um, it might be a, a very opt opportune moment to really um, be more realistic about backward um, compatibility mm -hmm. and um, and also um, slight concerns that the real data construction and how um, um, the new WikiWig interface is really going to really work with actual real data in a coherent, much better way. So I think they're some of the more legitimate worries. Would you agree with that? I do. I, but but we're, we, we care more than your average person does, I think, is, is ultimately like the, the point that I, that I guess I'm trying to get to with people that are listening to this podcast for sure, the people that follow me on Twitter or whatever, is that like if we do a good job, then no one knows or cares where the data is stored or how it gets in or out or 
uh, or whether or not it scales or whatever. Like the, the difference is that because WordPress is open source and because we generally work publicly, that a lot of these conversations happen in public. Like they happen in Twitter or on a, a track ticket or on GitHub where like these types of problems and bigger are, they are solved every day. And so when Google or Apple changes the way that they store your iCloud data, it's a big deal internally within the walls of Apple, I'm sure, for the 30 people or the 300 people that maybe care. But if they do a good job, we never notice what happens back in, in, in whatever happens. And so if we do a good job means that, sure, web hosts will notice and will notice. And because it's public, a lot of stuff happens in a public way. But all of the architectural stuff is interesting, but it's not user facing or impactful in like any way that amounts to anything. And so, yes, it's important that we do a good job. Uh, it's important we think these things through, but we also can't log jam the whole operation uh, because we're worried about which direction we want to cut the boards. We got to just cut the boards, build the ship, sail on to the next problem. So uh, it, uh, um, I see where you're going. I don't totally agree with you, Wizard, but um, <laughs> um, I think we need to go for our break and we'll discuss this in the um, post in the um, the bonus content section. Um, we're going to go for our uh, break, folks, and when we'll be back, my co-host is going to take over for a while with some more. We're interviewing a great member of the WordPress community, a great wizard of the community. So uh, we'll be back in a moment, folks. Do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com. Just like the podcast. We're coming back. We've had an insightful discussion about spells, potions, all sorts of stuff. <laughs> uh, back to, I'm going to let my co-host take over. Kim, off you go. Thank you, Jonathan. Um, I actually I have one question on the last point you wrapped up, John, and then I want to sure. move forward because you have very favorite plugins. So I'll try not to turn into a complete uh, fangirl here today, <laughs> uh, but I could. You know, I'm warning you. Okay. Uh, so on the the, I love what you were saying about the open source and that our conversations happen in public because I, uh, in the past, was part of an IBM team. And like you said, our software, I was in the software side, and things went on all the time that weren't the, the public didn't know. Mm -hmm. And I get that piece. The one place I do think we're different with, around the Gutenberg discussions is it is something that affects those end users that aren't yep. always part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. And those are my students. When I teach WordPress, I tend to teach beginners. 
Yep. And it's one of those things that for them to wake up one morning and go to their blog and see everything different, <laughs> that could be a nightmare. And so that's where I think some of this is coming around, not just the technical piece, but the making sure we're rolling this out for those bloggers and business users that aren't listening to the conversations we're taking. Right, right. No, you're absolutely right. And it's, uh, it's, software is is kind of the newest place where this this is a real concern because before software these decisions happened in an IBM kind of way like you didn't have a whole lot of influence over the engineering that went into the automobile that you bought or the infrastructure and what went into the asphalt that eventually ended up on the pavement in the roads where as now we really do have a responsibility to do a lot of uh, due diligence when it comes to what the end result of something like Gutenberg will end up being. And uh, Morton, who I'm going to talk to in a few hours, actually, uh, is in his WordCamp US talk, touched a little bit on a lot of this, where um, the with user testing and knowing whether or not something is good or bad uh, is useful uh, and would be useful for something that is as critically important as literally the place where content goes in and out of WordPress. Like when you, when you reskin the entire thing, uh, it's people don't like when you move one link, let alone when you move all of the links. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it is going to be jarring. Uh, there will it will be polarizing, um, and and it, it the, one of the things that Matt, which I'm happy that he did at the State of the Word, clarified, and and I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll give a little bit of a spoiler for what I'm going to talk about with Morton uh, on WordPress Weekly, but uh, the State of the Word and the live demo that happened was like the most important thing for people that were skeptical. Um, because Matt clarified that Gutenberg is for new users. It is for the next 12 years of users that are posting to the web and that it really isn't for the, the previous 13 years of WordPress users. Uh, and so him saying that I think helped provide the direction that people were looking for that like, oh, well, I guess that makes sense. If this is for what's coming and not for, it's really not for the peop, for the previous 12 years, then let's just accept that that's what this is. Uh, and so I think that offered a little bit of clarity, but it doesn't make it any less scary that that's what we're, is what we're moving towards. And we are kind of sunsetting what we have been trying to uh, work on this entire time. So you're right. Uh, and I don't know that, like, then this is where the uncertainty comes from. People, were, they, want a, they want a fork of WordPress that doesn't have Gutenberg, or they want a fork that does and let them eventually converge and come back later. And that is an alternative. That These big user-facing changes like Gutenberg are the thing that uh, bifurcates a community. Well, okay, here, now we've got a different trajectory because we really disagree with the direction that this thing is going. And that, that can be healthy for a project. Uh, mm -hmm. as long as everyone is on the level and everyone is sampling pieces from one another and working towards a similar goal. Um, I hope that that doesn't happen um, because it sort of divides resources and everything else. But yeah, you're right. 
I don't know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. I, um, I appreciate that because I think you have some insights or you've given us some insights that I haven't heard before. Uh, We've had Morton on the show quite often. He is one of our roundtable members and he's fabulous. And you've given me some some new things to think about. So thank you for that. Uh, Okay. BB Press and Buddy Press. First, uh, I focus for my own stuff. I teach people to build learning management systems. So I'm combining learning management, membership sites, and BB Press is in every single one. Let me That's just awesome. tell you that. And That's I love it. It's wonderful. It's so easy to use. Mm-hmm. And so one of my questions was when we were talking about people knowing more about BB Press than Buddy Press, do you think part of that is that ease of use? Because Buddy Press is much more complex. When I, if I'm teaching a beginning WordPress user, I'm not saying put in Buddy Press mm-hmm. right now and configure it because it tends to be a little, uh, little heavier to configure and maintain. What are your thoughts on that? I think you're, you're totally right. It, because for the people that are like yourselves that are deploying BB Press to users, mm-hmm. uh, your level of comfortability with WordPress in general is high. And so when you know that BB Press is made with the same ingredients that WordPress is made with, then mm-hmm. the recipe is very reliable. Uh, where BuddyPress comes with a whole bunch of different ingredients that you have never worked with before. And so, you know, everything that is delicious is butter, flour, and salt. And so when you introduce chocolate, it melts different. The temperature is different. It cooks different. So is it delicious? Sure. But do you know how to cook with it all the time? Not necessarily. And so you, people don't use Buddy Press in that way. They use it when they need chocolate, when they need that recipe, they'll use it for that. Where Buddy or, or BB Press is easier because it is more plain. It is simpler ingredients. So it's, uh, and uh, believe it or not, a lot of work went into making BB Press be as palatable as it is. We moved a lot of that technology into BuddyPress later, just because BuddyPress was so much more complex. Um, and the, the part that I'm thinking of is the part where if you want to, you can kind of just activate BBPress and not do any like styling tweaks, not do any CSS or JavaScript or custom templates, and it will look okay. It might not be beautiful, but you don't have to do a lot of work beyond clicking activate and making your forums for it to do what it's supposed to do. Where BuddyPress really does require a lot of additional consideration for how you set up and shape your community. And, uh, and so on BBPress, we handle a lot of the implementation details. And on BuddyPress, we really have handled none of the implementation details. And so I think that really is the, the, the difference and kind of the guiding principles between them. And like plugins like WooCommerce, which in its old heyday was a different piece of software called JigoShop, took a lot of inspiration back in 2010 from the BB Press way of like, make the decisions, like be an opinionated piece of software that automatically does all of the things that a shopping cart is supposed to do. Like people expect for forums to have a root of slash forums. So just always do that because that's what people expect. Don't make it too 
like uh, configurable or make them do all the work, just do the work for them. And so that's what WooCommerce does now. It makes pages, it makes the checkout page, shopping cart page, it does all these things. Uh, EDD does the same thing. Uh, and so that was kind of on purpose was BB Press, if in order for it to be popular at all, in order for forums to kind of make a comeback, they need to be super simple. Uh, and whereas I think because people are afraid of comments on blog posts because so there's a lot of contention about social media and the positive or negative effects that it has on uh, mankind and all these things that Buddy Press is kind of purposefully still, although to its detriment, uh, it requires a little bit of work, a little bit of implementation. And so uh, it makes me really happy to hear that you use BB Press on, uh, on pretty much everything. Uh, but Buddy Press would be the thing that, you eventually bolt on top of all of it. And mm -hmm. then you have uh, more configurable user profiles, or now you've got a place to plug the LMS in. So you've got grades and a very specific profile yeah. location. And so you can start to see an evolution there of how you might use the two together. But yeah, BB press is uh, sort of uh, simpler by design. Excellent. I have used buddy press on two sites and I love it. Awesome. I do love it. It's just, it's Thank one, you. if you look at any of my uh, presentations on building learning management platforms, mm -hmm. I've done a few at, at WordCamps. BuddyPress is the one where it's, okay, it's that next step. It's the big boy if you want to do this. And, um, but I do work with it and I love it. But like, like I said, BBPress is just, it's my go-to. And yep. I am an old forum girl from the 90s. So I don't do any custom CSS. I just let it go and that's what a forum to me is supposed to look like. Me too. And so I'm happy with it. I don't, yep. I don't yep. even worry about changing that. Uh, but yeah. I, I, I'm sorry to interrupt, Kim, but we're going to have to go for our um, wrap the podcast wrap part of the show. But we're going to con hopefully continue the conversation, which you'll be able to see on the WP Tonic website with a full set of um, show notes and a full transcript of our discussion so far. And hopefully we'll be... Um, going deeper into more potions, spells, and other wizardry things. Um, so, um, JJ the Wizard, uh, how can people get hold of you? Uh, Twitter and GitHub at JJJ. And you can see uh, some pictures of my dogs and some musings on my blog at JJJ.blog. Uh, or Instagram is mostly just pictures of the dogs. Um, that's probably it, I think, better better there than most places. And obviously they can listen to you on the WordPress Weekly. WordPress they? Weekly also, every week, uh, every Wednesday at uh, 2 p.m. Central, I think, is when we, we kick it off uh, on WordPress Weekly. Well, that's great. And Kim, how can people find more about your spells and um, potions? Uh, you can find everything I do at KimShivler.com or on Twitter at KimShivler. And if you want to learn more about what the headmaster of the um, Wizardry University is up to, you can go to the WP Tonic website. <laughs> uh, you can go to our Twitter feed as well, or my Twitter feed, which is at Jonathan Denwood. And also try and join our Facebook group. There's links on the website. I'm going to really try and do some effort on that and get that up 
up and going. Maybe even JJ will join our group and contribute some wizard remarks. That would be really quite nice. So we'll see you um, this Friday. We're going to have the last show of 2017. Me and Kim are taking a little bit of a festive break after that. But um, but we've got some great interviews in 2017. 18 or lined up almost fell there but i retrieved it did i kim <laughs> uh, um, so thank you for listening and if we if you don't listen to the friday show which you should it's going to be great um we'll see you in the new year and the last thing if you're really generous in this festive season go to itunes and give us a review um it really helps the show and if it's amusing for good wizard remark um, um i will um, i will speak it out on the show as well so we'll see you hopefully on friday bye thanks for listening to wp tonic the podcast that gives you a spoonful of wordpress medicine twice a week